Hello and welcome back to this Thursday's deep dive episode of the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, founder of K-beauty brand Jellico and your guide to the world of Korean skincare, hair care, body care and more. Uh, And on today's deep dive episode, we are going to be diving into exactly that. So this week's episode was actually a request episode that I received from one of our listeners and she was wanting to know a little bit more about Korean body care products. So on today's episode, I'm going to go through in detail everything that you need to know about Korean body care. But first, I have a little bit of a correction to make, and that was in relation to Tuesday's episode. So on Tuesday's episode, I was uh, discussing one of the YouTube videos of uh, Ann In Suk, and I was referring to her as Ann In Sok. So I apologize for that on her YouTube videos. She refers to herself simply as Ann Onni and her at handle for her Instagram is Ann Un, what looks like to be S-U-K, which in Korean is usually Sok. Her name is actually Ann In Suk. So I apologize for that. Uh, if you did listen to that and thought, eh, that's not her name, you're correct. Her name is Ann In Suk uh, or Ann Onni as she calls herself on YouTube. So just a little bit of a correction there. Uh, If you haven't listened to Tuesday's episode, uh, I was discussing one of her recent YouTube videos where she was talking about whether the EWG, the Environmental Working Group, is actually setting back the progress of K-Beauty with its rating system. Uh, So if you haven't already caught that episode, have a listen back to that if it sounds like something that you are interested in. Uh, But for today's deep dive episode, what I really wanted to discuss was our listener requested episode around Korean body care. So I think over the course of the show, I've definitely touched on products that can be used on the body. Obviously, you know, everything from, you know, foot creams and neck creams and things like that. But I've never really done a deep dive episode into it. Uh, And I think in general, Korean body care products do not get as much airtime as the face products. And I think there's a couple of reasons for that. The first big one that I can think of is that they're not as available overseas. Uh, And I think the main reason for that is that, you know, obviously when we're talking about body products, they tend to be a lot bulkier, a lot heavier, and a lot heavier than face products, but they're also a lot less expensive. So it doesn't always make sense for people to sell them overseas. Uh, The other big thing is that there are generally a lot of options that are available already in local markets. Like if you think about the kind of body products that you're using, chances are it's just stuff that you can quickly pick up when you're doing your grocery shop or, you know, wherever you pick up, you know, daily, everyday items like that. I think people don't always put as much thought into the stuff that they're putting on their body. I mean, I think it's probably safe to say that in general, body products are just not as sexy as face products. I think people get really excited about new face products, but not as much when it comes to body products. Uh, You know, and I think speaking as someone that obviously I run a K-beauty store and I sell these products, I can tell you for a fact that body products just do not sell as well either. Uh, I don't know whether that's because, you know, people just don't get as excited about them or maybe... 
controversial but maybe could it be that people neglect their bodies a little bit more i think maybe a lot of people are happy to spend money and put a lot more thought onto what they're putting on their face because obviously your face is what you're showing to the world but maybe when it comes to your body you just don't spend as much time and money uh is anyone else guilty of this you'll have to let me know i think even myself i am a little bit guilty about it you know like obviously i have my my body wash that I use in the shower but even when it comes to things like body cream and lathering cream all over my face I will be the first to admit but when it comes to body sunscreen I'm very religious about that but even me you know like I don't always apply body lotion particularly in summer I generally just tend to put my sunscreen on I probably wouldn't even start using a body lotion until it like really gets into the winter months and I'm noticing that my skin needs a little bit extra uh, so I think I'm probably not alone there, but you'll you'll have to let me know. But I'm going to run through all of that kind of stuff today, as well as, you know, what's popular and trending in Korea uh, and things like that. But I think really the starting point or a very central part of body care in Korea relates back to the Jimjilbang. And Jimjilbang is sauna or a communal bathhouse. And this is a really, really important part of Korean culture. So back in the days before people had like a bath or a shower at home, and believe it or not, there are still a lot of people that do not have a bath in their house in Korea, uh, particularly if you're living in like a smaller office tower or in a, like a small, it, it's basically a very, very tiny type of apartment. Those kind of things do not have baths in them at all. Uh, and even some of the older um, Korean apartments will not have baths in them. They will only have showers. So people used to do their bathing and a lot of people still do at communal bathhouses. So even in the building I live in, I live in an apartment building that, you know, it's not super old. It's about 20 years old. Uh, and some people, we actually still have a communal bathhouse, a Jimjilbang sauna in our building. A lot of people I live with, even though they have a bath and a shower at home, will still go down to the Jimjilbang. And I'll see people in the lift carrying down their little caddy, like their bath caddy with all of their products in it as they're heading down to the communal bathhouse. So I think this is just a really, really important way that Koreans do care for their body. So if you've never been to one or you've never heard of one what we're talking about is basically like it's a business uh, but it is a business that has lots of different uh, rooms in it hot tubs showers they've got uh, the traditional kiln type saunas and massage tables and you basically can go down there and do all of that you can bathe you can wash yourself you can sit in a sauna uh, you can have a massage particularly a lot of the bigger ones will actually have a, an employee there that actually scrubs you know your back and does your exfoliation and gets the dead skin off you. So I think that's the other thing is a lot of this kind of stuff has traditionally been done at a Jim Jilbang. Uh, so look, they are an experience in and of themselves. Like a lot of foreigners and tourists and things like that, when they come to Korea, this is something that they really want to go and experience. Uh, and there are actually some that are almost like a whole weekend entertainment thing. So they've got like lounging areas, sleep 
sleep areas, widescreen TVs, like exercise rooms, ice rooms. They've got PC bung, which is like where you can go and use a computer. Some even have Norde bung, which is like karaoke rooms, uh, you know, with bunk beds and sleeping mats. So it's a whole experience uh, and you can actually stay at them overnight. So you can actually sleep overnight. So that's actually like a handy little hack if you're trying to do Korea on a budget. Rather than getting a hotel, you could actually just go and stay at a Jimjo Bunk overnight, uh, you know, save a little bit of money, have maybe like a massage and everything while you're there. So that's totally possible. Usually they have like a lot of different rooms made with maybe different woods, minerals, stones, and metals, like to give you different uh, experiences, to give you different, mm, I don't know, uh, environments, atmospheres. So most of them are open 24 hours a day. They are quite cheap to get into. The cost is around uh, around 8,000 won to, a, you know, 12,000 won. That's pretty standard. Uh, so, you know, we're not talking about a lot of money, maybe say $10 to enter one and you can sleep overnight. Uh, so when you go to a Jim Bung, as you would imagine, there's like a whole culture around the public bath. So basically you will go, you'll pay your money and what you will receive is like a locker key. And then you'll go to your locker, uh, you know, put the key into the locker. And when you open it, there'll be like your, your own personal set of t-shirt and shorts that you can wear while you're at the Jim Bung, and you put your own personal belongings in there and sort of lock it and usually the locker key will be on like a, a kind of chain that you can wear around your wrist so basically you can go around and enjoy everything while your stuff is locked up uh, so this is like a really really enjoyable way I guess to spend a day maybe to spend overnight uh, and you know within then the Jim Bung there's like a whole lot of things that you can buy so one of the if you've watched if you've ever watched a K-drama you will notice that people often go and eat like hard-boiled eggs at the Jimdurbang. So these are like eggs that are slow cooked in the hottest sauna. So that's a really traditional thing to do. The other really traditional thing to do at Jimdurbang is to eat shik hay, which is like a sweet rice drink. It's very, very nice, but quite sweet. So you definitely like need a little bit of salty as well to go with it. Uh, some places also serve pat bingsu, which is like the uh, the sweet shaved ice with different toppings on it. So pat being a red bean, and then oftentimes they'll have other things like condensed milk, fruit syrup, maybe chopped fruit on them as well. And then you can also sometimes get miyokguk, which is like seaweed soup soup. Uh, so lots of different things that you can eat there. And then obviously, like I mentioned, people usually will take their own toiletries down with them in like a little caddy so that you can use your own personal toiletries. But if you don't have yours, maybe because you're, you know, on holidays or whatnot, then a lot of places will actually have like a store inside where you can buy toiletries, like a shampoo and conditioner, body wash, loofah, maybe a toothbrush and toothpaste, hair tie, 
ties and stuff like that. Uh, so it is. It's a total experience. It's a full experience. Uh, I've I've never personally had the dead skin scrub done, but I've spoken to people that have, and it is a very uh, rigorous and thorough scrub that you get where they basically will scrub you down on a massage chair and get rid of all of your dead skin until you can like see it rolling off. Uh, so it's a total experience. Now, if you, I guess, are not a Korean speaker or maybe not as familiar with Korean bathhouse culture, then I would probably recommend going, if you're visiting Seoul, to one of the bigger ones, uh, maybe one of the ones that have a lot more tourists that speak English potentially. Uh, so one of the really famous ones in Seoul is Dragon Hill in Yongsan. So that's really popular. Uh, in Busan, they have Spa Land, which is like huge. Apparently they have English speaking staff there. I think Spa Land may even be the biggest in Korea. Don't quote me on that. But there are some that are just a little bit more familiar with, I guess, foreigners. So I think... Any discussion on like Korean body care, you would be remiss not to mention uh, spa house culture and sauna culture because I think that's still a really, really big one and a big part of how, you know, people care for their bodies as well and their skin here. So that's probably a really important starting point. Now, when it comes to the actual products that people use on their bodies, like basically how long is a piece of string? Obviously, most of the roadhouse brands in Korea do have a line of body products. So pretty much all of the, you know, Nature Republic, uh, I'm trying to think who else, skin food, all of the roadhouse brands are going to have body products that you can use. If you go into a store, maybe like a supermarket type of store or, uh, you know, one of the offline um, brick and mortar stores, you might be surprised that they actually have a lot of the same brands that you will see overseas as well. So one of the brands that's really popular here at the moment is Dr. Bronner's, which is obviously not Korean at all. QV is a popular one. Cetaphil, Aveeno, uh, Geoma, which I believe is Italian. I'm seeing them more and more lately. Senka, which is, I also believe, Japanese. So lots of basically imported products that you will see on the shelves uh, they're the kind of things like the kind of brands I guess that people are using obviously as I mentioned a lot of you know the k-beauty brands will make body products as well so we have some products like that on the style story website one of the products that we have is some by me's AHA BHA PHA real seeker 92% cool calming soothing gel so try saying that fast 10 times <laughs> I don't even know how many words that product has in it anyway it is a basically a soothing gel that you can use on your body as well to relieve dryness, irritation, cool the skin down. Obviously, if we're talking about AHAs, BHAs and PHAs, we're talking about sebum removal, removing dead skin, helping to smooth the texture of the skin. This one also has a triple hyaluronic acid in it to improve moisture to the skin. So I'll have a link to this product in our show notes. The other one that we've had on our website that is quite popular is JJ Young by Kaolion Labs All-in-One Black Cleansing Soap and that one is actually for body, face and hair and so that's a really really popular product for people that have 
acne prone skin, oily skin, combination skin. So those are the kind of products that you will, I guess, see on the market. Obviously, if we have like our, um, you know, lotions and hydrators and stuff like that, we also have exfoliating products. Uh, So lots and lots of different exfoliating products on the market. Some that are probably a little bit different to what you will see in uh, other countries are the body peeling gels. So these are like the gommage exfoliating gels that have like fruit extracts and things like that in them that gently slough away skin. So they are popular in K-Beauty for the face. Also, they are popular in uh, body type products. The other thing that people will often use for exfoliation on their body are the pad type products. So like your COSRX One Step clear pads. Those kind of products work really nicely on the chest and back as well. So if you're getting breakouts on those areas, uh, if you have keratosis pilaris, those are the kind of products you can also use on your body to help unclog the pores and dissolve deep set oil. So you can keep an eye out for those kind of products. They're very versatile. Uh, Other products that you might not be as familiar with are body mists. So there are lots and lots of different products formulated uh, for the body. Some are hybrids that you can use on face and body. Uh, One of the ones that we have on Style Story that is uh, also doubles as a body mist is Applebee's Centella Complexed Mist Toner. Uh, sorry, Centella Complex Mist Tone, rather. So that one you can use on your face and body. Obviously, it has uh, Centella in it. So that's just a good one to spray over your chest, your back as well. Um, you know, it doubles for both face and body. Uh, so mist type products are something a little bit different. When it comes to foot care, now that's where we get a few different products, I think, that you will uh, typically see. So I think usually in certainly in western beauty for foot care we we usually tend to use things like pumice stones and stuff like that to help buff away uh the dead skin uh so k-beauty has a couple of different types of foot care things that you might not see in other places and those include like the peeling type products uh uh anything from like mask type products then we've actually got a product that works the same except that it is a foot cream and that is Applebee's Intensive Moisture Healing Foot Cream. And basically this is a product that has three types of really powerful acids, glycolic acid, lactic acid and salicylic acid and those go to work on the dead skin on your feet uh to you know basically slough it away and reveal the baby the baby soft stuff that's hiding underneath and those kind of products they can be applied to your knees your feet any part of the body where you're getting dry stubborn you know dead skin and flakiness Uh, and as you would expect because the kind of dead skin that we get on our feet is a lot more stubborn and hard than on our faces these kind of products are formulated more for the body uh you know i would not recommend using them on your face just because they're probably going to be too strong they are formulated for the body the other type of product that has been on the market for a couple of years 
are the patches that you can apply to your feet that the brands claim remove toxins from the feet. Now I went through a really big stage of using these products because I found it like a bit cool. You basically put them on on your feet and then when you wake up in the morning you peel it off and you'll notice that the pad has changed color and that's supposed to be like the toxins being removed from your body. Now I have not looked into the science around these in much detail at all but suffice to say I have my doubts that they're actually removing toxins in like the traditional sense from your body like that but those products have been popular on the market for a while uh, so you will see them in the offline stores if you're shopping around they're not unique to K-Beauty um, I'm pretty sure that there are I'm pretty sure that they make a similar product in India as well and in other countries in Southeast Asia uh, so you will you probably you some of you might be more familiar with them than others uh, but yeah those are the the foot patches that you sort of apply they stick onto your feet overnight while you're sleeping and then you pull them off in the morning they are another product that you will see on the market here uh, obviously when it comes to hand care uh, that Koreans use you know hand creams like you would expect like we use everywhere else uh, so you know we recently added Dr. Jart's Ceramidin hand cream the supersized version onto the Style Story website that's just you know a really nice hand cream with ceramides uh, you know that you would use on your hands the other type of products that you may not be as familiar with are the masks so these are basically just little masks that you slot over all of the fingers on your hand and they provide intensive care uh, for your hands as well so that's just another type of mask type product uh, you know there, there are obviously foot masks as well there are face masks there are hand masks on the market as well uh, so I think if you are looking for you know other type of I guess hydrating body products um, the, the big brands that I think are really popular in the Korean market are one like Iliun, Happy Bath, uh, On The Body. They're all, you know, really good basic skincare products. Do I think you need to, uh, you know, get on uh, a website and buy them and have them shipped to your country? No, <laughs> I don't think that they're that revolutionary that it is worth paying for like international shipping or anything like that to get a hold of products like that. I think they perform pretty much the same as your the products that will be around in your home market like that's just my opinion but I just think you know if you're just looking for like a body moisturizer then yes they hydrate your your body and everything like that but I, I don't know that they're that revolutionary that you need to go out um, specifically and buy them the other kind of products that are really really popular in k-beauty for body care are the aloe gels so these are really really popular and have been for ages uh, basically aloe is really soothing and it's particularly good for people that have seen a little too much sun uh, we've got Innisfree's aloe revital soothing gel a giant 300 ml size on our website uh, you know you could use that one on your face as well aloe is obviously a really really popular product uh, for you know people to use in summer and for skin cooling and things like that uh, so look there are a lot of different products on the body market in k-beauty I don't know that all of them are you know so different so revolutionary 
uh, compared to other things that are in the local market. Obviously, you know, there are some different categories of products that we just don't see as much. I think like the mists, uh, probably the masks, the, the peeling creams, uh, those kind of things you might not be able to get your hands on as easily. Uh, but when it comes to a lot of the, you know, um, the soaps, the lotions, the hydrating stuff. Obviously, if there's a formula that you really like, then that's one thing. But I think, you know, you, you'll probably get similar results from a lot of the products that you can pick up at your local grocery store. You know, maybe that's a controversial opinion. I just, you know, I haven't noticed that much of a difference. I have already admitted that I'm not <laughs> the biggest into body care. I'm pretty uh, pared down in terms of what, it, what, when it comes to putting stuff on my body, I think my, my most, uh, you know, the one thing that I will never skip is obviously sunscreen, particularly in summer. I always make sure that I use a body sunscreen, but apart from that, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't get as excited about body products. I don't know whether that's just me. I have a sneaking suspicion that that is a lot of other people as well. So there are lots of different products on the market. Uh, some are definitely worth trying. But I think that in general, a lot of the types of products that you will use on your face, that you will actually be able to incorporate into your body routine as well. Things like the pad type products. If you're already using uh, you know, the pads on your face, then you might have a lot of luck using them on your chest, your back, your arms as well. Same thing with the mist type products. Uh, you know, I, I think you can use a lot of them as well. Uh, when it comes to your eye cream products, I know we've spoken on the show before about the kinds of products that also work really well for uh, neck and decolletage, uh, the all-in-one type of products that, you know, you can apply in multiple different places. They all work really well. Uh, so, you know, and hand creams, again, like there are K-Beauty hand creams out there, obviously, uh, as well as, you know, the foot type of products. So I think maybe just do a little bit of experimenting uh, if, you know, that's something that you really want to try. But I think for a lot of the kind of stuff, you know, it might be cool to try it while you're here. If you, you know, happen to come to Korea, if you're planning a holiday or something like that. Uh, but I don't know that I would spend a whole heap of money. The other thing is they're super bulky and heavy, which, you know, maybe not the best for carbon footprints, particularly if we're talking about, you know, like 400, 500 mil type of product. That's something else maybe to keep into consideration as well is, you know, if you're having these kind of things air freighted over to you, you know, is there something similar on the local market maybe that you can get your hands on? Uh, you know, that's a question I guess, to consider as well, just to, I guess, bring all the different, the different considerations into it. So look, in general, lots and lots of different products on the market, uh, but also a lot of the same. And I think probably the biggest distinction between Korean beauty and Western beauty when it comes to body care that I can think of off the top of my head would be Jimjibang and sauna culture. I think that is the biggest differentiation. I know that there are some European cultures and European places where people also do have this uh, culture, but certainly, you know, bathhouse culture is not a thing where I come from in Australia. I'm not aware that it's a thing in the States. Uh, I don't know, Canadians, you'll have to let me know. Do you guys have a bath culture? I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but yeah, that in a nutshell is some of the key differences between Western 
uh, body care and Korean body care and some of the different types of products that you will find in K-Beauty body care. So I hope that was enlightening if you didn't already know some of this stuff. Uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you would leave a rating and a review for the podcast, share it with a friend, maybe if you know someone that might be interested to hear about it. And until then, I will see you on Style Story. Bye.